1: welcome to on texas football i'm bobby burton your host joined today by joe cook joe doing some adjusting of the monitor there uh how you doing today joe
0: doing great thanks for having me on
1: yeah i'm grabbing you on a sunday today because the longhorns had uh, their sixth practice of the spring yesterday uh you had a report on inside yesterday uh about post-practice. You also were on hand uh, for uh, the post-practice media availability with a few of the players. Uh, Additionally, the Longhorns had a ton of recruits on campus, Uh, and so since you were there, I wanted to try to grab you real quick today and and, uh, follow up on some of this stuff. Uh, First of all, the people uh, that were available yesterday in the post-practice media, Steve Sarkeesian was not one of them, you told me. Uh, but uh, it was Xavier Worthy, Roshan Johnson, and Anthony Cook. Any of those guys have uh, interesting things to say?
0: Uh, it's interesting talking to Anthony Cook, considering the story he, he's lived, I guess, as a, as a Texas player. Um, he goes from five-star cornerback, uh, or very highly rated cornerback, to he entered the portal, uh, coming back from the portal to playing Spur, uh, the, nickels, the nickelbacker, basically, uh, to now playing safety. Uh, so it was very interesting to to hear his, his thoughts. You know, that was a guy who probably when he showed up at Texas thought he was going to be a three-year player. Um, and he got starts at corner his freshman year. And now he's, he's playing safety. Um, I kind of asked him, you know, you, you were in a group with Deshaun Jameson, BJ Foster, Caden Stearns, uh, DeMarvin Overshone, that, that highly touted uh, 2018 defensive back group. And now it's just him and Jameson. And he basically kind of said like, look, this is, this is what I'm here for. Like, I, I, I wouldn't change it. I'm glad to be here at safety. I'm glad to be still here at Texas. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a lot of players have talked about how, uh, at least the ones that have been available to us, have talked about how he's had a pretty good spring so far. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think there were. It, it's interesting for a prospect like Cook, there were a lot of questions about his ability to stick at corner. And a lot of it had to do with just general foot speed and athleticism. Um, his diagnostic ability was never a question. His technique was never a question, coming from uh, Coach Coach Riggins' uh, program and, and Coach Nolan down at Lamar High School. Uh, his his ability or his technique was never a question because he had some really good people teaching him how to play the game. Uh, it was just kind of, could that athleticism match? And it, it, he's found a fit at, at safety now, and he's drawn praise from from quite a few of his teammates. The other interesting thing, uh, Xavier Worthy was asked about, you know, his his big year. Um, and I think a, a logical question is, hey, you know, you're you had this platform. I mean, just think about Jamison Williams for a second. I think he went from Ohio State to to Alabama. Just, just think about that for a second and, and think about how that that happens. Players go from very high profile program to very high profile program. Um he was Xavier Worthy was asked about that. Like, did, did you ever hear from people? Did you ever think about it? And the answer he always went back to was like, no, I have, I have a lot of faith in, in coach Stark. Uh I have a lot of faith in, in what that offense can do. Obviously he's very good living evidence after about 980, 990 yards last year that receivers can excel in that offense. Um, he said it was, it was never something he really thought about. Not, 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 not a consideration that crossed his mind. Um, and now he's, he's here at Texas for his, his first spring, technically, and getting ready for year two. Uh, he talked a lot about Isaiah Nayor um, and about how that, that's someone who really does help out the offense, takes, takes off uh, the ability for opposing defenses to, to double team him. Um, and, and just that's another weapon that Texas may have this year. Uh, to help Xavier Worthy, even when defense is focused on him, he had the ability, uh, even just under right around 165 pounds to, to get open and do what he needed to do. Now it sounds like there's help in the form of are, and even a little bit with with Jordan Whittington as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, you mentioned that uh, question that some people are pointing to. And and I agree that, you know, it's a new day and a new dawn in college football with the uh, the transfer portal at the same time your your uh, example of Jamison Williams doesn't necessarily hold true because Jamison Williams was kind of underutilized at Ohio State and was like right. odd man he was out featured. in there featured, yeah, yeah. And, and when Chris Bar-
0: Olave and Garrett Wilson are there it's tough to find some some balls to catch
1: uh, even Jackson Smith dingbo jengbo yeah. was also there and so he's a he's a guy that was there but my point being Xavier Worthy are ha- your point being Xavier Worthy happy at Texas uh, Texas fans happy that he's happy i think would be right. the way, exactly. way to say it. uh roshan johnson before i move to roshan johnson i want to ask you anthony cook did he say if he was working at uh field or boundary safety or was that not a question asked
0: he he wasn't asked that um i'm trying to go through my mental notes from what i've seen and from a couple practices i i can't remember uh exactly where I'm sure we've have it we have it written down on inside Texas Yeah we have him at I Boundary
1: know. Safety we have him at Boundary Safety I just want to that's what I was trying to confirm uh or deny really what about Roshan Johnson anything about it
0: Okay uh Roshan though uh he you know he basically acknowledged and kind of what everybody seems to think as a fact like he's not a leader on this team he he is the leader on this team this is someone who's earned pretty much everybody's respect uh not just for what he did what three years ago moving from quarterback to running back and and staying at running back Uh, but just what he brings and not just for what he did about against Kansas State basically putting the team on his shoulders uh, to end that losing streak in the 2021 season like this is this is the leader Um, Steve Sarkisian kind of talks about how he doesn't name captains like the permanent captains until the end of the year he could probably make an exception for Rashawn Johnson. Like that, that's a guy that everybody looks to on this team. And he talked about his role um, as a leader. And uh, part of that has to do with, you know, working with the charred choice. Uh, he said he was a little bit of a, a Cowboys fan growing up and uh, watched, watched coach choice. Uh, he said that, um, uh, you know, that's, a, he's, he's a coach that brings a lot of energy. Um, like B. John Robinson said a few days ago, a little bit different in how they operate. Uh, you know, a lot of just uh, choices. He could probably still play if he wanted to. And if he wanted to go to the XFL, or the USFL, he could probably still play. And he kind of acts that way. Uh, he lifts with them. He runs with them. He's always bringing the energy. Uh, but at, at the same time, uh, they talked uh, Rashawn talked about how uh, he, he gets the job done. Uh, different style than Stan Drayton. I think everybody at Texas has an immense amount of respect for Stan Drayton. Uh, but now they're working with with Deshard Choice, and so far uh, they've seen good things with him. And that kind of is is the same way with uh, how we've heard both Bijan and Roshan say positive things about Jaden Blue. That's someone who didn't play football at all last year uh, in 2021, uh, and now he's 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 drawn a decent amount of praise both from Bijan and and Roshan, two guys who are probably no nonsense in the football sense. Uh, for a guy who, who did not play last year, they've seen good things from him and I think that's a pretty encouraging encouraging mark for someone still you know in his first few practices as a Texas football player.
1: Yeah, Joe, uh, I want to say two things to that. number one is uh, first of all, I think it's interesting that choice works out with the guys. Uh, I hadn't heard that tidbit before, but that's a, that's an that's a interesting thing. a guy young enough to be able to do that and really, uh, go at it. That's a. I think that's a good way to build camaraderie. The second thing, though, uh, I would echo your sentiment about Roshan being not a leader, but the leader and having the respect of his teammates. He, he certainly has it from me uh, based right. on what I've seen on the field and his actions on the field and uh, that sort of stuff. All right. Um, you you before- can always
0: – right, one point about that. You can always tell, like, who's really respect. And it, it, We're a long way from this point. But on senior day, who gets the loudest cheers – I'd, I'd be shocked if Rashawn Johnson didn't get the loudest cheer. Uh, this uh, well, and maybe he could take his an uh, extra year in 2022. But I'd be shocked if the loudest cheer uh, whenever he decides to go for senior day doesn't go to Rashawn Johnson.
1: That's great to hear. Um, real quick, I wanted to mention uh, one thing before we get going to the inside practice scoop. Some of that that you have uh, right now. Uh, inside Texas is running a special uh, during spring practice. Uh, for $1, you get four, a four month subscription to InsideTexas.com. Uh, there's no other place uh, to get, uh, no better place to get all your recruiting and team news uh, than InsideTexas.com. I'm there every day. Joe's there every day. He's our beat reporter on campus. Uh, Joe, I want to go forward now and look at uh, the uh, insider practice notes that uh, I know the practice was closed, uh, but you had heard some things kind of behind the scenes about what happened yesterday, a lot of it to deal with the receivers. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, what uh, you heard firsthand from Xavier Worthy, uh, but you're hearing behind the scenes that Isaiah Nayor had a tremendous day yesterday.
0: Yeah, he's he's someone uh, someone who uh, attended practice yesterday, uh, who I spoke with. He was kind of surprised that Isaiah Nayor is, is playing wide receiver and Billings Billingsley's playing uh, tied in. like they they look pretty similar uh, as far as their physical stature um, and he, both uh, Isaiah and no- Nayor had a good day I remember earlier in the spring Steve Sarkeesian talked about didn't anticipate he had foot speed I think last time I was talking with you we touched on that um, he's th- he's not just that but he's a he's you know physical guy 6'3 uh, north of 200 pounds a little bit different style than uh, Xavier Worthy, obviously, and as, as Worthy mentioned, uh, he allows for, you know, basically teams can't double. Uh, if, if, at least that's the thought this early in, in April, uh, to, to think that teams can't double uh, either Nayor or, or Worthy. Um, another receiver who I heard some really good things about yesterday, um, I think uh, any, anybody who's uh, heard stuff from practice has heard this, Casey Kane had a diving one-handed catch. Uh, and, and that wasn't just a, a flash in the pan. Uh, that was part of a pretty complete day at practice. Um, and that's someone that the only person who really seemed to want Casey Kane at Texas was Mike Yersich, uh, now the, the Penn State offensive coordinator. Um, and as a result, you know, really quiet last year. I don't think he played at all. Uh, but now he's someone that is drawing a, a lot of praise for what he's been able to do this year. Uh, he's probably still behind guys like Marcus Washington, Isaiah, Nayor. Uh, but at the same time, he's, he's starting to push those guys uh, and you know maybe surpass what a lot of people thought would be his ceiling, uh, at least in practice, in these spring practices. Uh, he's kind of surpassing some expectations that were thrown on him pretty early out of, uh, what was it, Warren Easton in New Orleans, I believe. So, uh, hey, maybe Mike Kirsich knew what he was looking at, apparently. Uh, and, and now uh, uh, Brennan Marion and, and Steve Sarkeesian are, are going to reap some of the benefits, it sounds like.
1: Uh, you also reported that Jordan Whittington had a good day un, un, under the middle part of the defense trying to find his way uh, into some open spots. Combining him with Nayor in his emergence, the Wyoming transfer we just talked about, alongside Worthy, uh, could make this passing offense pretty formidable.
0: Yeah, I think last year, because of not because of skill at tight end, because of numbers at tight end, and lack of skill at wide receiver, you saw them play with two tight ends, two receivers, and one running back a lot. If if Nayor, and of course that that seems to be something that uh, Steve Sarkeesian will will still reach into. I mean, he's got Jatavian Sanders, he's got Jaleel Billingsley. Uh, those guys don't play the position they do to to not be on the field, um, but. They're, they're, it's pretty easy to argue that the best personnel grouping for Texas could be Whittington in the slot and then Worthy and Nayor on the outside and then mix and match any of the other receivers. Marcus Washington, uh, D- John Harrison's even drawn a, a considerable amount of praise, uh, kind of finally healthy. So um, the fact that there are receivers who are, you know, good good enough, I, I, good enough, I, I hate using that term, but, you know, valued enough, uh, thought to be good enough to be on the field. Um, I think that's, that allows for a very versatile offense. You know, you can have a wide variety of personnel groupings and that even looks at the running backs. So, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like uh, at this point there are enough receivers who are doing well to, to where Texas probably won't be married to, to 12 personnel. You'll probably see a good mix of, of everything uh, in the upcoming season.
1: One of the, before we, I want to ask you, obviously, all those receivers, uh, the, uh, I want to, I don't know how to say it, uh, the the details of that, some of them have to be, are predicated, obviously, on the quarterback battle going on between Quinn Ewers right. and Hudson Card. I want to come back to that in a second. Uh, one of the other subtexts we've actually pointed to this offseason is the potential of Texas switching up its defensive front to better match uh, its personnel. And that is something we noticed very early in spring ball when, when everybody was available to see practice and we're hearing more of it. And you even heard more of it yesterday with a three-man line combo of Alfred Collins, uh, Tavondre Sweat and Keandre Coburn, as opposed to a a regular four-man front or a two, four, five, however they, four, two, five, however they want to call it.
0: Yeah. at, At this point, Texas has big questions on the edges of the defensive line. Um, part of that's just a result of recruiting. Uh, part of that is just, you know, the guys they have. Uh, you know, that's why they brought in Ovia Gofu as a grad transfer. It's why they brought in Ray Thornton. That's why they're after O'Shawn Matt. It's like uh, there are big questions there. Um, they they I've heard good things about Baron Sorrell and also uh, Justice Finkley through the first few practices, but it's just not a deep group. So. But at the same time, defensive tackle is Moro, Jomo, Keandre Coburn, Tavondre Sweat, uh, Alfred Collins, you know, just all those guys working with Bo Davis to where I think Ian Boyd mentioned this in his game plan on Inside Texas, where, you know, maybe the big guys are what's going to be helping out this defense more. And I, I think there's this false perception that, oh, three man front, well, pressure's not happening. I don't think that's the case. You can you can manufacture pressure with three man fronts, moving them in certain ways, uh, bringing linebackers in certain ways. Uh, we've seen that over the past few years with Texas football, just because they haven't had, aside from basically Joseph Osai, they haven't had really like a, a top flight edge rusher. Um, with that said, Baron Sorel's getting some positive marks. Uh, Ovia Gofu is, I think he's versatile enough to so where he'll be. I don't think he'll be outstanding on the edge, but he's serviceable on the edge. Uh, you, you can pretty much rely on him to probably do the right thing. Uh, but they've they've also, and I mentioned this in my notes uh, from from practice, they've thrown some three three looks, uh, and that's what Ian Boyd mentioned as a possibility uh, with Ogofu playing the the stack linebacker, I guess you could say. So uh, it, it's it's one of those things where they're they're mixing and matching here in the offseason. season. Uh, <clears throat> their best personnel very likely has to, has a lot of defensive tackles on the field. Uh, so if that's the case, then you're going to probably see three down linemen uh, a considerable amount or, or odd fronts uh, just because Coburn, Collins, Ojemos, Sweat, like those are probably your better defensive linemen compared to some of the guys on the edge.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think that it's good that we've been pointing that out and, and, and going there. One player that was a, a great pass rusher in, co- or in high school but has not shown much to date in uh, on campus at Texas is Prince Dorba. But you said he got a sack in scrimmage work yesterday?
0: Yeah, he recorded a sack. He'll probably be one of those Buck uh, candidates um, working with, I guess it would be a GoFu, uh, Jet Bush. Um, I think Finkley I think is getting run on, on both sides. Uh and there's still, you know, Bo Davis signed a big defensive line class. Aaron Bryant and Dre Bledsoe are already here. Uh, Justice Finkley's here, but there's still a couple more. Uh, Chris Ross from uh, North Shore uh, at defensive tackle. Uh, uh, Zach Swanson from, from the Arizona. From Arizona. Uh, so there, there's still some guys still who are uh, not yet on campus, but uh, at this point and of course they're they're looking in the transfer portal for additions on the edge just like every school is but yeah Prince Dorba uh, one of the guys working at buck um, someone who I think we've all kind of waited for him to show up like he's barely played uh, he's he, the, the there's always been a role for him no matter who's been the defensive coordinator and coordinator that's kind of a weak side defensive end Uh and, and to hear that he's finally getting a little bit. I mean, this isn't the first positive thing we've heard about him at Inside Texas, too, uh, for this spring. So uh, good, to, good to start hearing his name a little bit more and maybe not provide anything spectacular at those edge positions, but provide someone that they can maybe trust to be in a game. And I'm, I'm curious to see, I'll, I'll, we'll ask about this, but I'm curious to see if he ends up being kind of in that similar role to GoFu playing a stack linebacker uh, when they – do utilize those three, three uh, stack looks.
1: Gotcha. Um, Saving uh, as far as the spring practice report, then I want to touch on some recruiting. Um, uh, I saved the best for last or the most intriguing for last. That's the quarterback battle. What did you hear coming out of practice yesterday there?
0: Not, not a whole lot. Uh, I think a lot of people got excited for a clip they saw uh, Texas social media put out, uh, I think on Thursday of just the, Great anticipation throw uh, from Quinn Ewers. Um, he looked, you know, he, he he's still kind of swimming. He's still learning the offense, uh, but there are things that he does that are indicative of why he was rated as the five-star plus prospect in, in his class. Uh, Hudson Card still comfortable in the offense, but one thing I heard is that he still sometimes struggles with pressure. We saw that a lot uh, during his limited action last year in 2021 um and it's it's something that it's hard to drill out of quarterbacks but it's something he's still dealing with Uh, but nothing uh either direction that makes you know makes me want to say like well I've heard enough to say this about quarterbacks uh but at this point you know uh, I think Quinn Ewers had uh obviously had a couple touchdown throws if I remember right uh Hudson Card hit Jaleel Billingsley on a wheel route somebody hit Jaleel Billingsley on a wheel route uh, for a touchdown, um, just uh, at, at this rate, you know, that to hear from my source or from one of my sources that, hey, Hudson struggled with pressure a little bit, that reflects a little bit well on the, on the defensive line, but it also reflects a little bit poorly and also reflects what we saw with our own eyes out of Hudson card two last year. So uh, we'll see if that continues. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how it holds up in, you know, the next couple of scrimmages and also the spring game. Uh, but you know that that's that's a refrain we've heard about Hudson Card a a decent amount over these past over this past
1: year two comments right after the Texas social media uh, department is not uh, not uh, dumb I guess the best way to put it Right. right after they right after they put out the Quinn Ewers touchdown pass it's there's a profile of Hudson card that goes up the very next day. So they're not, they're trying to make sure they don't play favorites there. Uh, The, the other one was, and this is something that I will point to. I've talked to several people uh, over the last uh, week and a half. They feel like uh, Quinn Ewers is, is growing in confidence right now and and playing better. uh, Not necessarily each and every practice, but you can see a, a considerable rise in his product productivity over the time period. Um, Recruiting, obviously, was a big piece of yesterday. A lot of recruits around, around campus uh, at practice, along with their parents. Uh, Texas gets a commitment from Samaj Burrell, the linebacker out of North Crowley. Um, you know, we're, we're what seems to me have, and I want to get your take on this, uh, the best recruiters are not necessarily the coaches. It's the players that you already have on campus. And Texas is having some success right now because I think these players – despite having a five and seven season sark's ability to handle them all has has been pretty solid and they're helping him recruit more players um are you getting that sense i mean i know sark couldn't comment yesterday or wasn't there to comment on the burrell commitment but what kind of sense are you getting from the players vis-a-vis their whole recruiting process and and seeing others
0: from everything, it seems like we've heard it inside Texas, and we've written this in scoops, horse and everything you can get with a subscription. I, I know this is so cliche, and I bet people have heard this for the past 20 off seasons, but it's it seems like everybody is on the same page. Uh, there was a time last year where I, I didn't get that sense that everybody was on the same page. And one of the things that really was curious about how Steve Sarkeesian answered that question, you know, is everybody on the same page? Is so everybody bought in that locker room and said, well, you'd have to ask them. And I, I kind of found that troubling. I know I wrote about that last year, like, Hey, are, are, are people, I asked the players, you know, after a game, like, are they, are they locked in Are people locked in? Um, and the, the answer was just kind of like, there wasn't a sure answer. Now, I mean, Steve Sarkisian still goes back to that same refrain, Like he doesn't want to speak to the players. Uh, He's like, you'd have to ask them, but it sounds like people are on the same page. They, they get it. Like they, they, I I know this is another cliche. They flushed five and seven. Like they, they know it's there. They want to fix it. They want to get better than that, obviously. Uh, But it seems like they're on the same page and you know, there's, there's a, there's a positive momentum and, some of that had to do with the uh, members of that, C- of that 2022 signing class uh, that showed up, uh, guys like B.J. Allen, Justice Finley, uh, at this point Cole Hudson, uh, even you know, uh, Jaden Blue, uh, guys who showed up ready to work and you know, wanting to be part of uh, what helped Texas get back uh, to, to where they were you know, about 15 years ago. Um, you know, th- it seems like there's just positive momentum and a lot of just p- a positive atmosphere uh, here that we haven't really seen in a couple of years. Definitely didn't see it last year. Definitely didn't see it after 2018 under Tom Herman.
1: All right. Uh, Joe Cook on campus at uh, for Inside Texas uh, and InsideTexas.com. Uh, Joe, thanks for your time, bud. Uh, we'll catch you in a, probably another couple of days here after another practice. Texas returns to the practice field on Tuesday morning, uh, and uh, they've been practicing Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Joe, thanks for your time, and have a good one, man.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Bobby.